brother's around tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And the message really never changes. You know? It's just different ways of saying it. Because uh, the more steps you add on to it, the more confusion is available, or could be. Yes, you want to keep it as simple as possible. So instead of dealing with all the thoughts, we're just dealing with one, which is the thought of being the thinker. Yeah? The thought that has a sort of sense of claiming involved in it. So when there's a thought of I'm the thinker, suddenly all other thoughts are held as that. Yeah? That thought seems to hold all other thoughts, which it can, but it seems to. Yeah? It's like the mental process is, is tricking the mind in a sense. It can't possibly be tricked, but it can seem to be tricked in time. This is very important. It can never be tricked, mind, but it can seem to be tricked in time. Yeah? It needs time to seem to be tricked. Without time, there's no tricking. Yeah? So the time, it can seem to be. So a life led as a body can seem to be so for 80 years. It couldn't stretch on to infinity. It's impossible, yeah? Because the infinity in and of itself would squash that possibility of being something other than itself for 80 years. So time is used to facilitate this feeling of being the thinker or the haver or the feeler, yes? So there's a feeling, and that feeling, or it's at this point it's a sense, it causes to, to, for this reaction to occur when a feeling arises that I'm the feeler, yeah? So it's like a feeling prior to all the feelings. And that is, I am the feeler. This is your car guy over there. Yeah? Don't be talking about cars at least in 45 minutes. I know, this is like a hodgepodge. We're like one of those meetup groups. I was looking for a car. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So. And the reason why I go into this, because the only way to know what you are is to find out what you're not, yeah? So you can know what you're not, in a sense. It's weird. You, mm-hmm. you try to know what you're not, then you find out what you are, yeah? Well, a lot of us are trying to know what we are, yeah? Which is impossible, because what you are is what's trying to know, Yeah? It's the, it's the thing that's prior to the knowing. So it can't, be, it can't be found through the process of knowing. It's before the knowing. Yeah? So it can't be known, but it can, it's, see, it's what's behind all the knowing. It can't be seen, but it's behind all the seeing. It can't be heard, but it's behind all the hearing. It can't be felt, but it's behind all the feeling. Yeah? So... The feeling, the thinking, the ruminating, the the remembering can't be applied to what's remembering, what's thinking, what's feeling, what's seeing, what's hearing. So the process of manifestation can't be used to find what's non-manifest. Yeah? Because non-manifestation is the manifestation. Just like if you take a picture, if you have a negative, yeah? You can produce thousands of pictures from that negative, yeah? But you can't produce a negative from the positive. 
once the picture is developed, it can produce the negative. Yeah, but a negative, you can produce tons of copies of the positive. So in fact, life is actually coming from the negative or nothingness, and then it's when it's developed through this little apparatus, yeah, through this little chemical hodgepodge. It's sort of like when you have a, a negative and you go into the room to to uh, develop it, you have to put it into some chemicals, and it sits in there, and suddenly the picture arises. That's sort of what it's like. Let's say undifferentiated light is coming through us, and then through this little chemical concoction, these lenses, all this stuff, then it projects something, and it sees itself as a positive. Yeah? It sees itself as a thing. But the seeing doesn't turn into a thing. It just, all things appear from it. You see? So the negative... Here's a negative. It's just, if you just look at it, it doesn't look like anything. You can't see the picture yet, can you? With a piece of negative film. You put it in. You put it in the, in this little chemical, and then suddenly you swish it around a little bit, and then suddenly a picture appears. Yeah? Now, once the picture appears, you can't produce the negative from the picture. But you can produce tons of pictures from the negative. So... Undifferentiated light, let's say, is representing the negative. It moves through this chemical batch. The action figure hood stirs it up a little bit. Suddenly, things appear. Yeah? The one thing that's forgotten is that this thing's appearing. Yeah? So now this thing separates itself from everything else and says, I'm the thing that's seeing, but seeing can't be a thing. Yeah? So it makes a proclamation, I'm the thing that's seeing. I'm the thing that's hearing. I'm the thing that's feeling. But thinking, a thingness isn't hearing, feeling, seeing. It's facilitating the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching. Yes? The ear is not hearing a damn thing. It facilitates hearing. Yeah? The eye is not seeing a damn thing. If this eye wasn't located in a live body, it would not be seen. It would be a pristine 20-20 vision eye, but if it's in the dead body, there's no seeing going on. There's no, the faculty of vision isn't occurring. But if you took that eye out and put it into a live body, it would see. It would facilitate seeing, because it's not a thing that's seeing. It's no thing that's seeing, yes? You want to call it consciousness, whatever you want to call it, but it's not a thingness. So... All the things in the world cannot be cannot find the nothingness in the world. Yeah, it's the negation of your thingness, not denial. Like I hate this thing. It's the negation of it. I'm not that. That allows you to intimate or sense the nothingness that's been looking out of this event all these years. And now instead of having it conveniently claimed as the seer or the looker called Paul, you're now open to find out what it is, yeah? Because you've now studied what you're not. You now see that the feeling of Paul wasn't there when I was a baby. It wasn't being produced, yeah? Yet there was what the, the, the established story of my whole story is based on the body, and it wasn't even exhibiting in the body yet. I was a baby. I didn't think I was Paul, and then there was Sam and Jim. There was just living going on. And then the mental state developed, and then suddenly there was an organizing principle, and it was crowned me. 
So me now knows all these U's, and I like this U better than that U, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but the same seeing was there, not being named, and now the seeing has been named U, and now it's a form of looking called self-centeredness. Yeah, the seeing when you were a baby was just seeing. You know, float your whole system was floating around. Ah, that's why when you look at a kid, it's great. You know. You have a woman come in with forty thousand dollars of plastic surgery, incredible, impeccable, grungy-looking clothes. You know, just incredible, like an unkept haircut that took eight hours to produce. And yet, and then there's a little baby. Everyone's attention goes to the baby. It didn't matter how much money was spent on that body. The baby. It's not the body. It's that aliveness. They're like, ah, like a little beaming sun. And then all our little cellular suns go, ah. I remember once <laughs> I was bright and shiny too. You know what I mean? So oh, we like that. That so that seeing hadn't hasn't been given name and form. We give it name and form, so we see that baby as a thing. But the baby isn't seeing itself as a thing. It's seeing from no thingness. Yeah, the mental state arises, develops this idea. Hey, listen. This place is too fucking abstract. I'm gonna have to sort of make it a linear story. Give it a day, time, yesterday, and tomorrow. I gotta give it. All right, that's over there. I'm over here. I have these basic needs. If I get them, it'll translate into me being happy, joyous, and free. Oops, I was wrong there. But I just keep reasserting the same formula over and over again with different objects instead of a Chevy, a Honda, whatever, girl, blonde, blue, whatever, da da da, da, da. But no, it's, it's got to work. It has to work someday. And then you're 80 years old, and then at the last minute of life, your mind gives you the, 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 the crescendo of all crescendos. You really blew it. Oh, and then you pass away. And so, of course... An agitation stirs up the ethers and a body arises and that body has impressions from the last body that was called Paul <laughs> and now it's called Steve, but it's fucking really bummed out. <laughs> you know what I mean? it, it can't reach and get what it wants. The people it likes doesn't like it and it's very confused. Keeps applying this control and managing because it thinks it has power when it has no power. Yeah. And so on and so forth. So the seeing gets forgotten when it's given name and form. The mental state gives it form, this, yeah, and name, Paul. Now the seeing is bastardized into a form of looking. So there you were, like a cyclops type looking, third eye-ish, and now you've got bifocals on, and you're seeing dualistically, yes? Close and far, yes and no, day and night, male, female, oh, all these different different, incredibly different things with all these different degrees, but basically just a split, you know? Just a split mind. Now we want to sort of find the oneness from the two-ness. How does that work? How's it working? Yeah? How's it working? The oneness looks too small to fit all of us in there, the two-ness. Yeah? So why not go to the established fact? Is it an established fact, or is it a repeated fact? And it has no factual basis whatsoever. It's all an assumption. If it is, and you entertain that, its hold on this event loosens. Yeah. It's like the small camera. There's that huge camera. Huge, huge camera. Unbelievably wide aperture, taking in so much light and light going in and out. 
he walks around and then suddenly he decides, oh look it, there's a small camera. I'm going to look through the small camera, see what it looks like. So now it looks through the small camera, very small aperture, yes, self-centeredness. <laughs> All the possibilities the big camera had available to it is now gone, can't see it. You know? All you see is this little myopic vision, how does everything pertain to me, you know, as a body. Yeah. Now the large camera starts living by the definition of what's being seen through the small camera. It forgets its large camera hoodness by being identified with what it's looking through. Now it's laying all those definitions, all the limitations of the small camera on itself, which don't fit. So it feels irritable, restless, discontent, like a malaise, a dissatisfaction, because what it's missing is the sense of its largeness. And it's not going to acquire it by looking through a small camera. Because everything will seem large, but when they get closer to you, they're fucking pretty small. Yeah? That woman seems like the answer until you go to bed with her. Meet her, and then a month later, she's got a mole on her cheek, and oh, that's it, she's out of here. Yeah? The, the largeness, the vagueness of it promising tons of shit. But when it comes closer, a lot of problems come along with it. And instead of seeing the system has failed, you just look for another number to put in the equation. You always think it's going to equal into me feeling great. But for fucking how long? If your condition is based on circumstantial and situational conditions, if it's based on physical conditions, it's, if it's based on emotional conditions, if it's based on energetic condition, conditions, and it's based on things you don't even know about, non, non-organic entities and things <laughs> taking you over, if what you call your condition is based on all those things, and you believe that if I could get them all lined up and they all behave themselves, like I felt emotionally great, Everything out there, I had enough money, my car was working, da-da-da-da. My girl is great because she's away, she's out of town, I feel fantastic. I have all these things. And my mental state, I've been accruing value. Oh, yeah, you're the greatest, Paul. Yes, you are the greatest. No one's recognized it yet, but don't worry, they will sooner or later. You're the greatest, all right. So now the mental state, emotional, circumstantial state, yes. Physical state, I'm fucking working out eight hours a day. I can stretch like unbelievable, you know? Jesus Christ. I'm on yoga magazine covers, and I got the loving gaze going on. Every tendon is limber, and my nails are cut perfectly. Oh, like this. Okay. 9.04. Out of one day, out of millions of days, they all line up, and you feel great. But then there's 9.05 and 9.06. And God forbid what condition you may be in at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yes? There's no fucking way you're going to get all those stabilized, all lined up perfectly to create this thing of, I did it, I have it, therefore I am that. It doesn't work, does it? It's a form of slavery. It's like juggling on the back of a running horse. Yeah? The things aren't, you, you're not, you don't have a stable foundation. Even if you get them all lined up, the foundation isn't stable. It's going to move and the blocks are going to fall off. When you're taking yourself to be an action figure, you are very, very affected by circumstances and situations, very, very affected by physical conditions, very, very affected by mental conditions, probably the most affected, and emotional and energetic. Yeah. 
what you call you to be a great, peaceful you has to have a lot of things stay in place. Yet this place doesn't stay in place. It's volatile. Just like I'm driving down the street, five minutes later, the car's, my front end is pushed up to my windshield. What the hell did that happen so fast? You know what I mean? My circumstance and situation sort of got very confusing. Yeah? I didn't have a phone, couldn't make a call, and all this. And you see, all these conditions are very precarious, open to having a huge influence from outside forces. Where are you going to find peace in this? Where? And for how long? Maybe you find it at 9.01 on the retreat in Costa Rica after you've kayaked for three hours and gotten a foot massage. Maybe just then everything, you look at your bank account, but you got five numbers behind a one. Oh, you're feeling great. But 9.03, a coconut falls, hits you on the head or something like that. Yeah? Your, your condition is based on a lot of other conditions. You see people in codependency, some people call me and say, can you talk to my, uh, my friend Jim or something? I said, it does no good to talk to Jim. His condition is based on his kid's condition. You'd have to get all of them in the room. <laughs> because Jim could be fine. It's his kid's condition that's causing him is un- not feeling well. Yeah, how are you going to deal with this? All of this is coming from the basic idea of you being a someone who has this or did that and knew that. And it's not that all, they, they may change. Sometimes they'll be more aggressive, sometimes less. But they're all agitated. Peace flies over you all day. will never fucking land. Because your tarmac's been fucking mined. It's blowing up. There's no place for peace to land. There's no way serenity can take hold. Yeah? Keep going. Keep trying it. It's not going to succeed. Maybe you'll get two out of four. I think you're doing great. Oh, I have... You ask people, how are you? Well, I have this and this and this. I didn't ask you that question. I said, how are you? You just told me how the circumstantial situation is. But you're identified with that circumstantial situation. Okay. Or you're my body is great, you know? All right, so you identify that. How's your mind? Oh, oh no, I, I got... I'm fine. I take Xanax at night. I take Adderam sometimes. Whatever fucking thing. I got tons of pills to sort of keep my mental state somewhat subdued. You know what I mean? How's your, how's your spiritual state? Why, what spiritual state? You know, fucking mental state's all there is. There's no God. Okay, so you deny that completely. You know what I mean? Hey, have you ever felt you've been possessed? What possession? It's me. I'm an island. I've got this set up. I've got this. I'm fucking doing great. Dad, God damn you for asking me. You know what I mean? Are they really? They're juggling all the things. What happens? You see those people, they put $10 million one week, and the next week they're totally bankrupt. You know, they're trying to fly to Honduras, and they get stopped at the airport and arrested. You don't see it all comes from one simple little misassumption that you're a body, that your condition's based on all these other conditions. So therefore, instead of just managing this, you've got to manage so much shit. Yeah? And the dilemma, we, they say in recovery, that we always run into is that you're inherently powerless. Manifestation, reality, doesn't give a shit about your opinion. Things are going to happen. Yeah? Outside of your control. 
a lot. Yeah? There's a diff- there's a better way. Perhaps there's a better way. Instead of trusting something finite, which is this body mental idea, trust something infinite, which can't be seen, held, felt, but you have an intimation of it. You are from it. You're of that. I don't care if you're in all these situations, in the body, in emotions, in thoughts, but you're not of those places, yes? What you are can outshine circumstances and situations. I've seen it demonstrated in, in my life through others and through myself. I saw a lady with bone cancer, incredibly painful. She was outshining all those circumstances, situations, emotional, mental, and physical. She was bright as the morning sun because she was awake to being awake. Yeah? She was aware of awareness. And that was lending an incredible ease and comfort when everything else wasn't easing and comfortable. What more demonstrations do you need? Did you get sober or something put a stop to something? I, something put a stop to alcoholism. And it wasn't a human person because a lot of people wanted to. It wasn't the state. The state wanted to. A lot of things wanted that to stop. Nothing stopped it. No human power stopped it. But something changed it. Something that was unseen but has left a huge footprint in my life. Yeah. And it happened pretty much all of a sudden. That train of self-will was stopped. I was ushered off because I was thinking I was the train. So something actually pulled me out of the train, started telling me, hey, you're not the train. And then I finally dawned on me, I'm not the train. Then I saw that it was a foreign installment and my mind could entertain, hey, I can be free from it. I've been trying to be free as it all my life. I've been trying to get the circumstances just right, get the emotions just right, get the physical just right, get the mental just right, meditating like 13 hours a day trying to calm that fucking crazy horse. All this efforting and nothing ever stabilized. And then suddenly something dropped in, like inserted vertically into my innermost, and it was a done deal. I haven't thought ever about alcohol and drugs ever since. The problem doesn't exist for me. Like, that doorway that I was ushering in and out of all my life was stuccoed over like it was never there. That's a solution. That's worthy of the definition of solution. Where it's put to rest. Not vigilance, not this and not that. How vigilance can you be for a day? Yeah? I mean, that's what they're asking me. You know? Live it a day at a time. How much vigilance do I call forth for one day? How much vigilance do I need to get from Tam Valley to Marin City? Not much. You know what I mean? I'm not watching myself all day now because it's not me. I'm bored with it. I'm not on a high observing situation. When I needed to be observant, I wasn't. Now I don't need to be observant. I don't need to observe my intentions. They're not my intentions. Something's intending through me, and that's what's running the show. My mental state may say, I wanted to go here, I would, but it's not, it has no power anymore. It's not producing what it would like to produce. Its hands aren't on the control. It's got a play sp- steering wheel. You know what I mean? Like he bought at Toys R Us. And it's, boom, boom, I'm going to fuck you up today, Paul. We're going to get into tons of dramas. What? It didn't happen. Oh, well, tomorrow I'm going to fuck you up. Oh, I did fuck you up once. Oh, okay, I'll give you that. 
Oh yes, I once was fucking your life, but no more. Its influence on me wasn't from it, it was from me, by being identified as one I'm not. That's what gave it permission and the run of this life is through identification. That's the bridge it crosses over to get into all my affairs. Get into my circumstances. So you can have a million dollars and still be totally anxious. Yeah? So the circumstance situations, you can have them perfectly. The mental state will override them, won't it? I've seen a lot of people who have a lot of stuff... They're, on, they're, they're, they're worried and agitated about buying their fourth house. They've got three houses already. What's there to sweat? And yet they're totally concerned about the fourth house. You see how it's, it's, it goes crazy, the mental state. The more time and space it's given, it's mutated into some strange fucking neuroses now. Supposedly when they first had psychiatry, they had 11 mental illnesses. Now they have like 520. <laughs> And if they give it more time, there'll be more they'll find. There'll be thousands of them. There's a solution prior to all the shit, not after it. After it, pooper scoopers are necessary. Before it, what shit? The freedom is prior to bondage. You've got to get, got to suckle off this tit of time. You've got to stop giving it so much credit that something happened and therefore it needs to be undone. Question, did it actually happen and maybe there's no need for anything, any undoing. Maybe you're exactly as you've always been right now. The same invitation before you entered a body is still apparently available while you seem to be in a body. Why is it always time, says this occurred, now I've got to get freedom from that. Why not see nothing's ever happened to you, so where's the freedom? The freedom is your inherent state, not something that comes after you unwind the knot of bondage. You just now question, are you bound? And I'll tell you, I believe you'll see you're not. And when you see you're not, it translates into, I never was, nor will I ever be. Instantaneously, not time-wise. Yeah? Now you have a new chip on your shoulder. You're not going to fall for the same old shit anymore. The head will present the day as rolling into another more important, bigger day down the road, and you won't be signing up for all of its fucking crazy cruises. Yeah? You'll be here now because you have a clear recognition you are not anywhere else, nor could you ever be anywhere else. Yeah? And you won't be trying so hard to get out of something you cannot be in. You're not caught in the mental state. Your interest and attention just gets sucked up there because it's all about you up there. Your body isn't all about you as the me. The spiritual condition's never about you as the me. Yeah, Your emotions are about you as the me. The mental state is all about you as the me. And it takes advantage of all the other states and makes it all about you as the me. And that's the bondage of self. That's the heaviness. Yeah. There isn't heaviness that you can get from, you know, heavyville and bring it over to you. The mind itself, you're, uh, you produce the heaviness. You do, by taking self seriously. When something is real, then you need a real solution. 
the real problem needs a real solution. But from this solution, there is no reality to the problem. Therefore, there's no need for a solution either. You've already ran your, ro- your, your race for solutions. This message is the end of solutions. It's the living of it. Yeah? Living of it. The last answer. Just keep entertaining. Whatever your mind throws up and your mind capturing the emotional state throws up, all this, you are the seeing of it all. The seeing has never gotten invested in what's being seen. Never. It's free from it. That's why it sees anything that comes up. Because it's unbiased. It's just seeing. Yeah? Let it in a little more to your day. It will show a vast influence. And, it'll be, and you'll realize that nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. Introduce nothing into your day and it will outshine all the somethings you fucking acquired over your life. It will become the most valuable thing as a non-thing. Yeah? It's just provoked so much enthusiasm and joy for me because I've, I've gotten a huge relief from the bondage of self. I mean, there was nothing like being obsessed with self up ten days on cocaine. You can't do it justice. What a hell it can produce. I mean, an exquisite mental fucking suffering realm. Yeah? All in your little, you know, rug-covered window, little one-bedroom apartment. You can't have any light come in. God forbid. That's like the uninvited guests. No, everything's got to be dark. You know, and your mind is just shining on dimly, you know, on and on. Oh, if you do, don't do this shot, you're going to really have to deal with everything. <laughs> you can't even enjoy it. You do a shot, and then it's ten minutes later, then eight minutes later, then five minutes later. You're doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, like a typewriter, you know. Oh, man, it's fucking insane what the mind can do when it has your interest and attention. (laughs) Oh, man, you're a powerful source of light, bro. You are a huge, powerful source of light. And you know what? Under the the leadership of the mental state, it's burning a lot of fucking nice things up in your life. It's like when you were the kid and you want to look at the bug and you got the magnifying glass and you didn't know about the sun moving and it's over your shoulder and as you're looking at the bug, you're killing it, you know, because of the, the magnification of the light. That's what you're doing all day, going over your relationships, going over this. You're just putting so much light on a thing that can't reflect it, can't carry the light. And you just burn shit up. You burn your head up, man all day. You really are. You're too powerful to be fucking playing around with and putting on frivolous fucking occupations like tomorrow and yesterday. Really. It's a powerful thing. Now, in AA we say surrender, man. Alright, so if you surrender, something else now moves the magnification. Yeah? Yeah? Now, it directs where, you know, it directs what's going to be put attention on. And you're the better for it, aren't you? You stop taking self so seriously. It's like you're burning the tattoo of self through your own light on it, yeah? And then you get invested in it. 
You do. Just like the Poopa Scoopa story is all about that, in a way. Where the Poopa Scoopa story is about the guy who's living in that nice uh, house and he's got a beautiful lawn in the back. And a lot of his life is based on that lawn. You know, he's had a couple of marriages back there. Not with, you know, you know with other people. Has little, like, lawn bowling tournaments. He runs around in the morning dew with no shoes on. He loves that lawn, you know. And then one day he jumps out with no shoes on. He lands on some shit. And he goes, oh. all right, he goes back on the porch. And then goes inside, cleans up, goes back out, steps somewhere else in this shit. Yeah? So then immediately his life gets smaller. He's got to wear shoes now. Yeah? Now there's a lot of shit. He's looking around the place. He's got to call off the tournament. That wedding that was, no, we can't have the wedding. It fucking stinks here and this and that. And so someone comes over and then he just says, I can't deal with this. And this is how he deals with it. He gets big, big curtains for the door so he never even looks at the lawn anymore. And he buys pictures of lawns and he reminisces and sits there drinking his Jack Daniels thinking, oh, I can't wait for the Kentucky Derby. I love that blue grass of Kentucky on the screen, my HD. And then other people he hears about, and they're reminiscing about lawns lost and everything. And so then they go to some meetings together, and he, and he shares about his troubles, and the guy says, hey, I think I have a solution. And you're totally open to a solution, man. You really miss all the activities that you used to do on the lawn and rolling around it. And the guy says, get a pooper scooper. Yeah, if you could remove the shit, there'll be some time where there won't be any shit, you know, and then you can enjoy it. It will be defrained by maybe not long, but at least you'll be able to have a half a day tournament, you know what I mean, not a weekend. So then you get the pooper scooper, and then you get pretty good at it, and people are starting to ask you your suggestions about how to keep their fucking lawn clean. And then you get two pooper scoopers, and you're scooping them up, and maybe you work really hard, and you got a, you got like a four by eight foot piece of the lawn that's shit free for two hours and man that's like a miracle in your community oh yeah you hear about Rob you had two eight feet today for two hours no shit oh Rob what do you do well now he has autographed models of pooper scoopers and a little booklet how to use it quickly get the on you know the carpal tunnel thing how to stay away from that and, and he's really good and now he becomes a circuit speaker he's asked to go to other places where people have lost the their use of their lawn and he's writing a book you know ghost written and he's got his little autograph models and he's got you know jacket pooper scooper patrol whatever and then so some guy some guy comes and knocks on the door and says hey I think I have an answer. He says, what problem? I don't have a problem. I say, he said, I thought you had all this shit problem. He says, no, I've dealt with that, man. I'm fucking a circuit speaker. I thought you were coming for advice. No, I don't need any advice from you, bro. <laughs> no way. I don't want to be fucking armed with pooper scoopers most of my days. So you're like taken back. What? I just say, well, listen, all right, forget it. If you, if you want to know the solution, find the dog. You know? <laughs> what? Now, you would think you would go right to that solution, but an identity has formed. You're a big circuit speaker, picking up shit. What's your life going to be without that shit? Yeah? So that natural thing to go for the solution is put on hold because of all that you think you're going to lose. That's the identification itself, hearing this message. 
you may not like what you have, but you don't want to lose what you have. <laughs> you just want to get it better or make it this or that, but you want to have the same fucking formula. There you go. Stop bitching about the solutions then. You're getting exactly what you wanted. <laughs> the shit story comes from recovery. Recovery, because they say a statement, and you're trying to get it across when you share with people. It says self, small self, manifested in various ways, which in this story is the shit. Yeah? I'll just make it really clear. No, to you. I understand. Um, yeah. but I, how do you get this story? It just downloads because I'm trying to <laughs> communicate. I'm trying to get something across that's so simple it's very hard to get across because of what's hearing it. It's the, it's the hearer that's the problem. The message, you can get it as whittled down and as clear as possible, but the hearer is the problem. Because here's the message. You're a lion, but your head hears it as I can become like a lion because it assumes it's a sheep already. It's not under investigation. It's under review and, and, and urban renewal to get a, become a better sheep. But it's not about, oh, you're not a sheep. Your mind thinks that's totally absurd. You believe that you're a sheep. So when the message you're a lion is heard, it sounds good, but it gets translated into you can become like a lion. That's why we have these stories. They keep showing why. The why the person didn't like the news of the dog was he was invested in his quote-unquote solution. We're invested in our problems and solutions here because we're the ones who have them. The idea of me having it <laughs> makes it worthwhile to be had. That's all. We're just trying to say it in thousands of different ways to trigger a fucking recognition. <laughs> A simple, simple recognition. So I can become obsolete, go into the senior citizen ex-talker room, you know, get fed food in the morning, and they'll get a false audience, and I'll give satsang, and they'll all be getting paid to sound like they're interested. I have a question, Mr. Hedeman. He got five bucks. So. Yes. What's, is there a self? Oh, yeah, I come back. Oh, yes, my purpose once again. It's just, I know, I have faith in mind. I don't think it takes as much as you think it takes. I don't. I do not. Because it didn't for me. And I'm no different than you. No way. Mind is mind, yeah? And all the great masters I've read, and a lot of the other masters that I haven't read much, the ones I love the most are the most succinct and simple. You, what's looking is what you're looking for. How much simpler can you get than that? The seeker is the sort. How much simpler is that? You can't use self to get out of self. How much simpler is that? You can't use mind to find mind. You can't use the Buddha to find the Buddha. How much simpler is that? Because we're the Buddha trying to find the Buddha as John, as Paul, as Heike, as whoever you are today, Mike. Yes? Yeah? And it's the Mike, it's the Heike, it's the John that is the blockage. And it's a seemingly so. So in, fa in fact, there is no real blockage. It's made up, and it's constantly repeated and remanufactured and reinforced. 
but it's the screen isn't even a screen it just appears to be a screen yeah all this isn't the screen yeah you're all this it's just something happening here that things you keep looking at it after a while it'll look like it's a solid thing yeah because of the repetition the speed of it that's what the mental state is it's beating you to the punch because we've been put to sleep in a way by that lullaby so when we react to life it's an afterthought it's an interpretation we're not responding to life as what's seeing we're reacting to life as the seer we're missing it we're missing it we're missing it and I found I heard it like this message I entertained it and marvelous no things occurred and they keep occurring without much effort or thought you know my mind's open and that's all you really need because the openness is what you want to get a sense of not what you're putting in it but the space of the mind itself yeah more of an extraction when that opening is open it doesn't like it isn't like more shit pours in a lot of shit goes out yeah and the real message is the space of mind like the sky you know this huge expanse that all these things appear in but none of none of them affect it that's what Tibetan Buddhism used to use as the closest thing to mind as an example here they look at they look at a big open sky and gaze at it in Dokchen and just so that you could intimate intimate your the size the, the spaciousness of what you are actually not as this contracted little idea of a thing but of no thing you know using the manifestation to intimate what's not manifesting yeah it's a beautiful tool just like the Course Miracle says you and I are going to dream ourselves out of this dream yeah and while we do the dream will get happier it's beautiful it's a beautiful statement so it's not like you're going to immediately you're not you don't need to leave the dream you just got to see you're not the dreamer you know or the dreamt you don't have to leave why would this be going on if it wanted to get out of here so fast yeah the mind is expressing and is and obviously it still wants to express every seemingly day you wake up right now so i guess the movie isn't over yet yeah i mean these are not you don't have to like it's not like studying ancient hieroglyphics you wait there you are <laughs> the movie's going the camera's on so there you go <laughs> all right go to sleep oh all right you know what are you gonna do resist that <laughs> what are you insane? you know what I mean you might as well go along with the plan because that's the plan I want out of here obviously you don't you're still here <laughs> It's only a mental state of wanting to be out of what you seemingly are in. It's not a spiritual state. That's not a spiritual state. Spiritual state is total involvement here in a way. Because you realize it's not so. (laughs) Really? Stop arguing it. You're not going to transcend an imaginary place. It's not going to happen. You can puff and puff and do breathing exercises where you pass out and almost die, you're still probably going to wake up here again. (laughs) I'm going to hang myself with a noose. Well, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too graphic, but hang myself with a noose until, oh, and and then 
they, I, they revived me. Oh, here I am. <laughs> Fucking, that's what happened when I overdosed in North Beach. I went out. I was chewing heroin. And I wasn't used to heroin because I was a coke junkie. But so my friend had got, he had diversified. So he was doing <laughs> heroin. So he gave me a, a shot of heroin after the coke. And uh, I was like laying in his bed like this. And I was looking in the corner of the room. And then the whole thing went, <laughs> sucked in. The whole movie sucked in. And there was, it was over. There was nothing there to note anything. And then some time must have passed because the, the setting on, on the stage had changed dramatically. There was now paramedics and police. <laughs> so they, they weren't in the next room when it happened. They had to come over. And I was looked like this. And everyone... I started coming back into the movie, and people were yelling excitedly, and I was, and then I realized I was the object of it, <laughs> and they were shooting me up with some Narcan, which takes away the effects of heroin, and I was kicked back in the movie again with some of the same old characters of the last movie, police <laughs> and amb you know, ambulance attendants. I go, couldn't I turn into you know a swami somewhere else, you know, a junkie in North Beach? And, like, uh, <laughs> and then they whisk me off to, to the hospital with two policemen in the room for a till. And then they suddenly left at six in the morning. I didn't know why. And then they didn't come back. So I thought, whoa, I got out of that. And at 8.30, they released me. And then that night, I was in Del Del Delancey Street, which I lived in for two years, a program. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. One of the most insightful looks I ever had was the nurse taking me to the elevator. She, was, she looked at me, and I knew she knew she knew in her that I was totally fucked. And I said, no, I'll be all right. And she was like, what? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. No, I think, I, you know, you're not going to be okay, Mr. Hederman. <laughs> Door closed, and there I went out. Very prophetic vision on her. It only took one minute to size me up, you know. I was very confused about me. She wasn't at all. She, she didn't see the me. She saw the you and I was a fucking crazed junkie the me was a different story that, that's the dilemma that's what always separates you from even what's going on here you think it's it's me all this shit that's happening to a you is happening to millions of yous but it's the me that finds offense at it I don't think this should ha be happening to me why not what makes you so different than all the other yous well it's me <laughs> I did all this spiritual service. Doesn't fucking matter. Shit's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, that's it for today.